all the way from the land down under, we welcome the Health Bloke Podcast. Talking all this wellness. You name it, the Health Bloke will discuss it, talk about it, or prove it. Whether it's about fitness, food, lifestyle, or more. He's a realist, he's relatable, and he's really good. So settle in, relax, and enjoy. Welcome, listeners, to another episode of the Health Bloke Podcast, talking all things wellness. Today, I'm your host and I'm your guest, and the topic of this podcast is life by design. One of my favorite quotes that I use is that life is a game and that you make the rules, and I firmly believe that you are 100% responsible for what you do, both personally and professionally, so your actions must speak louder than your words. Obviously, we all know that the world is changing. We've got more access to information and education, yet there are more incidences of type 2 diabetes, obesity, high blood pressure, high cholesterol, and cardiovascular disease. And we are actually dying at alarming rates in relation to lifestyle diseases. And the sad facts are they are 100% preventable. We all know that the capacity of the human body is 90 years, yet the life expectancy of an Australian male is 74 years and a female of 82 years. So clearly, these lifestyle diseases are sending us to an early grave and we need to be 100% more responsible for our actions. In today's podcast, I really want you to start thinking selfishly and really start thinking about yourself. And there's probably three key things that I want you to take away from today's podcast. Firstly, I want you to start thinking that you are a world-class athlete and think about the traits of what athletes do in terms of their planning, their preparation, their goal setting, their team that they've got around them, focusing on their weaknesses, trying to improve their weaknesses, closing the gap between their weaknesses and their strengths. I also want you to start thinking that you're running your body like a small business. As humans, we all deserve honesty and integrity, and your body's the same. But again, as I mentioned earlier, you've got to be 100% responsible for how you look, feel, and function. And the last thing I want you to think about is reverse role modeling. Think about you as a kid, what you used to do more of, how structured your days were in terms of getting up, going to school, having breakfast, recess, or a snack, lunch, afternoon snack, dinner. And also think about reverse role modeling. Also think about the unstructured play that you had. Because unfortunately, as adults, once we've got professional careers, A lot of the time, you're just doing the same thing day in, day out, and you're not allocating enough time to work on yourself for yourself. So really think about the unstructured play, the reverse role modeling, and what made you happy as a kid, and translate that into what might make you happy as an adult. Again, I'm going to start with the five questions, and as I mentioned earlier, I really want you to start thinking about running your body like a small business. And at the end of this podcast, I want you to think, how can you improve yourself by 5%? Nothing more, nothing less, just 5%. And if you are really honest with yourself, these next five questions are 100% doable. Yet it doesn't matter where I go and who I speak to, 95% of the audience would never answer yes to all the questions. I've mentioned them before in a previous podcast, but again, I'm going to mention them again. And see how you go. Question number one is, do you drink two liters of water a day? Yes or no? Question number two, 
is do you have breakfast, snack, lunch, snack, dinner? Yes or no? Question number three is do you have two serves of fruit and three serves of vegetables every day? Knowing the Australian national guidelines for vegetables are four to five servings a day. So I'm only asking for three. So do you have two serves of fruit, three serves of veg every day? Yes or no? Question number four is do you sleep six plus hours a night? Yes or no? And the last question is do you exercise four out of seven days a week? And what I've been by exercise, it's structured exercise. So it's going to the gym, personal training, doing a class, um, a formatted form of exercise, not walking the dog, not playing golf, not um, having a hit of tennis. It's got to be structured exercise. Yes or no, four out of seven days a week. What I like to do is make sure that you all are at least doing three of these. And then the other two, identify the other two that you're not doing and how can you implement these into your lifestyle. Because if you want to run your body like a small business, these are simple things we should be able to do every day of the week. Simple things. There's no scientific evidence to state that these things are the be-all and end-all, but I guarantee if you are doing these five questions, if you're answering yes to these five questions, you're certainly on the road to functioning your body at full capacity. So let's start off the podcast and look at you know how, how you stack up. Look at what you know and what you don't know and start taking responsibility for that. Because as I said, life is a game, you make the rules, but first and foremost, you need to be honest with yourself. And some simple things when looking at your body's biometrics, I think it's really important as adults that we take responsibility for our weight, for our cholesterol, for our blood pressure, for our waist-hip ratio, understanding whether your BMI is accurate or not. As Australians, for those of us that are listening to this podcast in Australia, 60% of our population is overweight or obese. But that is solely dependent upon or measured by our body mass index, which is our height weight squared. Personally, I don't love this as a measurement because someone that is not so high but has a heavier statue, has more muscle mass, that would be above the um, recommended guidelines from your BMI, which is between 20 and 25. However, if your waist ratio is outside the norm for a male or for a female, if it is above 94 centimetres for a male, if it is above 82 centimetres for a female, and you're still outside your ratio, you're 26 plus for your BMI, then yes, it probably is accurate, and you need to take responsibility for that. You need to decrease your your waist measurement because we know that the greater abdominal fat around the midsection, around your major organs, the greater likelihood of developing cardiovascular disease, high blood pressure, high cholesterol, again, referring back to these lifestyle diseases that are killing more people than any other disease combined, which is alarming. So... To function at the best of your ability, you have to be responsible for your body inside and out, both physically and mentally, from food to fitness, from rest to relaxation, from social to emotional interactions. It's imperative that you run your body like a small business. So let's look at your blood pressure. What is it? Do you know what it is? What are the numbers? We know that textbook blood pressure is 120 over 80. 120 being your systolic, Your systolic blood pressure is the pressure in your arteries when your heart's pumping blood around the body. 
we know that your systolic blood pressure will increase with exercise, with anxiety, with nicotine, with caffeine, with any, any stimulus, your systolic blood pressure could go up to 200 and I wouldn't necessarily be concerned. However, it is your diastolic blood pressure, the pressure in your arteries when your heart's not pumping blood around the body, that is the key measurement when we're looking at your blood pressure. Textbook diastolic is 80. If you are 90, borderline hypertensive. If you're 95, high blood pressure. So what I really want you to know is what is your systolic and diastolic blood pressure, and particularly under stress or under exercise, what does your diastolic blood pressure do? Knowing that as your heart rate goes up, your systolic measurement would go up, but what's your diastolic measurement doing, and what is the baseline? We also need to look at your glucose. What's your glucose level? Type 2 diabetes, we know that's on the rise. We know adult on adult obesity is on the rise or adult onset diabetes is on the rise. So what is your blood sugar level? We know this should be under 6.5. Fasting, what is yours? We've also got to look at your cholesterol. What's your total cholesterol number? What is yours? Do you know it? Do you know what it is? We know it should be 5.5 or under. We know we've got good cholesterol and bad cholesterol, HDL versus LDL. What's your breakdown? Simple things like this, if you don't know your blood pressure, if you don't know your cholesterol, if you don't know your blood sugar levels, go to your doctor, get your blood profiles looked at and start taking responsibility because if you don't and if these figures are higher than the norm or outside the norm of the population, then you need to do something about it. There is a small percentage of the population that have high blood pressure, high cholesterol, which is due to genetics and there's not a lot you can do about this but again you need to identify is that you and what you can do about it if you fall outside the norm so first and foremost when you're going through this podcast and listening to this podcast and you think okay how can i run my body like a small business how can i take ownership how can i implement a bit more reverse role modeling how can i um, implement characteristics and traits and habits of a world-class athlete you've really got to think about you and I always talk a lot about bio-individuality because what's right for you is not necessarily right for me. So understand the direction you want to go, what you need to improve on, and don't compare yourself what you think you need to improve on. Because we know that improvement is always possible and that success is determined by each individual. So it's really important to align your priorities with your own definition of success. Because we know if you don't, then we're only heading in one way and that one way is to a shorter lifestyle. Unfortunately, 10% of how long we live is actually dictated by our genes. 90% is dictated by our lifestyle. So it's imperative that you start making change. You start improving your daily habits. And I'll talk about daily habits a bit later on in the podcast. But unfortunately, we are what we eat, what we drink, the hours we sleep, and the amount of exercise we do. And we also are who we socialize with. It has a huge impact on what we are, what we do, how we feel, and how we function. So assess your social group. What are they like? Do they add value? Do they detract? And how, how can they be improved? So let's start, let's have a look at it. Let's look at your time. We know that this is the only equal modality in the world. We all have the same amount of minutes in an hour, hours in a day, days in a week, weeks in a year. However, it is what you do with the time. It is how you allocate your time that really matters to how you look, function and feel. A very useful tool that I do uh, with my corporate presentations is get them to 
uh, divide or work out what they do with the amount of minutes they've got in a day. Because we've all got 1,440 minutes. We've all got 24 hours in a day, but what do you do with those? So how many hours do you sleep? Six to eight. How many hours do you work? Eight to 12. How many hours do you commute? 30 minutes to two hours. How many hours do you exercise? Zero to two hours. And then how many minutes do you have left? Because I guarantee you that we've all got probably four, six, some of us might even have eight hours left. But you can never find 20 minutes a day to work on yourself for yourself. I think it's really important, a really good skill to try and improve is time allocation. So what do you do with that 1,400 hours? So if you want to improve, if you want to address your body like a small business, if you want to start having the mindset of a world-class athlete, and if you want to start implementing some reverse modeling, I think there are five things you should never forget, which are probably five healthy pillars to success. And again, firstly, think about you as an individual, because bio-individuality is the key. So I call this lifestyle by design, and you need to acknowledge reality. You need to be responsible for your your thoughts and actions first and foremost, you need to master your mind. So step number one is acknowledging where you're at and where you want to go to. Step number two is you need to take control for the life you want to lead. Yeah, I see this all the time, especially this day and age with the influence of social media. There's too many people comparing themselves with what they're seeing rather than what they're feeling. So get into that mindset of taking control of the life you want to lead, less proving, more living, you know, it's not your job title, the hours you work, the amount of money you earn, the car you drive. Identify with your soul and not your role. So that's step number two for lifestyle design. Step number three is really establishing courageous trust. You know, delete the fear. Decide to rise because you want to expand, you want to improve, you want to change. And there'll be plenty of people in the population that will say, don't do that. No, that's not going to work. Why would you do that? So delete the fear again. Decide to rise because you want to expand, you want to improve. You know, Step number four is define success and what brings you happiness. And I referred to this earlier on, bio-individuality. And if I look at the health space and, and, and the wellness space and probably the, the diet industry, for example, there's no diet in the history of the world that has ever worked for 2% of the population. You know, So what brings you happiness? is step number four. And step number five is what I don't think we reflect on enough is paying attention to dimensions of health. In the work context, I particularly speak about seven different dimensions, um, knowing that the eighth would be occupational wellness. But how do you rate yourself on a scale of zero to 10 in terms of physical wellness, environmental wellness, emotional wellness, financial wellness, intellectual wellness, social wellness, and and spiritual wellness. How do you rate yourself? Zero to ten. And what do you need to develop more? A lot of the time, I might be too strong, too one-dimensional in the physical wellness space. What do I need to do to improve myself in terms of intellectual wellness, in terms of financial wellness, in terms of environmental wellness, in terms of spiritual wellness? What habits can I implement into my lifestyle to improve that? But like anything, anything we do, I think it's really important to start implementing a plan. 
and doing this on a daily basis. You know, often people talk about life-work balance. I believe it's all about life-work blend. I think you need to find your own work-life blend and then rely on your intu intuition and put in steps and places to ignore the shoulds. You know, there are plenty of people that say you know, that should come from other people. You should do this. You should do that. You know, ignore those people. Ignore the shoulds and really have a clear vision of what you want to achieve and then start planning out accordingly. So your weekly schedule, your daily schedule, from food to sleep to exercise to work commitments to family commitments, things that you can't control. You really need to take responsibility for creating a better blend. And again, to do this, I think there are probably five steps to creating a better blend, life-work blend. And again, I touched on it earlier, build downtime into your schedule. It's really important to build some downtime into your schedule. Schedule time with your family, your friends, hobbies, sports commitments, activities that recharge you. You know, you need to start being proactive rather than reactive. Ease off the adrenaline. As we know, that cortisol kills, but a lot of us, we just charge, charge, charge all the time on adrenaline. You need to start saying no. You know, drop activities, drop people, drop events, drop things that don't add value. And drop the things that zap energy from your time. We're all guilty of it. People will come up to your desk or they'll shoot you an email or they'll ring you up and say, can you do this, can you do this? And for one reason or another, we feel obliged to do that first and foremost rather than looking after your own backyard. So drop activities or have the ability to say no is a really important step. Another one is outsource. Outsource anything, any time-consuming chores that add extra stress. This could be you know, something simple as groceries, you know, dry cleaning, ironing, gardening, whatever it may, might be. Eliminate things that don't add value. Time-consuming chores might be a part of this. Step number four, I prioritize probably a little bit higher and this, certainly these are in no order, but is move it. And when I say move it, it's exercise in any form. Because unfortunately, exercise is always one of the first things eliminated from anyone's busy schedule. But it might ultimately help you get more done by boosting your energy levels, by giving you greater ability to concentrate, by feeling better. So again, it's really important that if you are under the pump, if you are stressed, if you are high on cortisol levels, you don't neglect your exercise move more. And step number five I mentioned at the start of the presentation is spending of the podcast, sorry, is start spending more time on yourself for yourself and look at how you can implement 20 minutes a day to do this. Because we know that relaxation goes a long way and this could be listening to music, it could be painting, it could be reading, it could be writing, something to slow your mind down. A lot of people have try to relax and you know they jump on social media devices they look at facebook they look at instagram they look at twitter they look at these feeds on their phones but your mind's actually not slowing down so it's really important in terms of creating a better blend to implement some re relaxation into your schedule on a daily basis and that's why i ask for 20 minutes so personally as the health bloke i like to talk about daily habits and i'm going to list some daily habits that i think you know, for me, in terms of my bio-individuality, are in order. And these are things that I make sure I need to do every day. And then they're my, what I call as my non-negotiables. Sleep. I have to have six plus hours sleep a day. You can't, there's no such thing as a sleep bank. You can't do four hours, then 10 hours, then average seven hours. 
you've got to get a cons consistent sleep routine down pat. Hydration. The best format really is the color test, but you could aim for two liters of water a day, knowing that you do get some water in terms of the fruit and your vegetables and your diet, but aim for the two liters of water every day. If you're in a hotter environment, obviously you need more than that. If you're exercising, you obviously need more than that. And the best way to find out whether you're having enough water is the color of your urine. So I think that's a non-negotiable too. That'll help you feel better. Exercise. I've got to look at ways of exercising at least four out of seven days a week. And it doesn't necessarily have to be an hour. You know, something's better than nothing, obviously. But a lot of us think we need to do an hour. And we think, oh, we don't have any time. We don't have an hour to spare. So you don't do anything. 15 minutes is better than nothing. And we know that 15 minutes can turn into 20 minutes. Mindfulness is another one that I'm really trying to implement on a daily basis. And this is part of my 20-minute plan. How do you do this? What do you do? Is it an app that you download? Is it some meditation? Is it just lying down, trying to clear your head, slow your mind down? What are you doing? Some people might be walking, clear the head, clear the mind. Another part that goes with this would be downtime. What is your downtime? Last but not least is social connectiveness. I think it's really important that you have some social interaction outside of the workplace. I talked about it earlier on. What are some really good assets of um, world-class athletes? And it's the team of people that they surround them with. It's the team of people that add value, whether that be their coach, whether that be their sports psychologist, whether that be their nutritionist. Who is your team? Who is your social group that adds value to you? It doesn't necessarily need to be a lot of people, but it needs to be someone that can add value. And they're really six steps that will help and assist you in creating a better lifestyle, a better blend. You know, they're not the non-negotiables. Your sleep, your hydration, your exercise, your mindfulness, downtime, and social connectivity. Because we know there's always light at the end of the tunnel. We know that there's always stresses. But when we are stressed, when we are under the pump, when we are having a shit day, what are some strategies that you can implement into your lifestyle to you know, add more value, to get back into control? control so the pressure doesn't build up and it all gets too much to you you know you need to be always front and center what's your why what's your purpose what's your passion you know how are you going to improve on this what do you need to do what are your daily habits to create a better blend what are things you need to try and eliminate from your lifestyle that's going to improve your lifestyle or add value you know if you identify that you're not getting enough sleep then how do you change this? If you identify that your hydration is poor, how do you improve this? And this goes on and on in terms of exercise, mindfulness, um, social interaction, downtime. If you're struggling with one, of the, one or two of these areas, then it's really important that you come up or seek advice from other people to try and improve these because these daily habits, as I said, will help you run your body more efficiently. You'll feel better, you'll function better, you'll look better. You know, I think if I was to look at an architect, what does an architect do? An architect develops a plan, structure. He puts together the framework. Then the builder comes in and does the foundations. Then an engineer adds the, the value or the science to it. What I want you to do is start structuring your life. You, know, you are your own lifestyle architect. What's your framework? Who are you going to bring? Who are you going to 
bring into your lifestyle that's going to add value, that's going to lay the foundations, it's going to help you, it's going to add the science. Who is your engineer that's going to give you the tools to live a happier and healthier lifestyle? Remember, three things what we wanted, world-class athlete, change your mind, change your habits, operate your body like a small business, and start implementing some reverse role modeling. Some downtime, some mindfulness, some unstructured play, some social connectivity into your lifestyle. Because we know that we can all improve. doesn't matter what we do, we, we can all improve. But you as an individual need to define what that improvement looks like and what is success for you. What is health for you? What is wellness for you? And again, I refer back to that bio-individuality. Because what's right for you is not necessarily going to be right for me. I also, when I sort of go out and look at world-class athletes, what are they really good at? They're really good at setting themselves goals. Yet we know that 70% of the population don't have a verbal or written goal, 70%. 27% of the population have a verbal goal, but only 3% of the population have a verbal and written goal. And this is what athletes do really well. They're very goal-orientated. They're very structured. They have a plan. And it's those traits that I want you to start implementing to your lifestyle when we talk about life by design. You know, the framework, the structure, the foundations, the engineering. There's a really good quote by um, Brian Dyson, who's the former vice chairman and CEO of Coca-Cola. And he says, imagine life as a game in which you are juggling some five balls in the air. Work, family, health, friends and spirit. You'll soon understand that work is a rubber ball, but the other four balls, family, health, friends, and spirit, are made of glass. I'll say that again. Work is a rubber ball, but the four other balls, family, health, friends, and spirit, are made of glass. So when you're addressing your family, what do you need to improve on? Because if you drop that ball, it's going to smash. When you're addressing your health, what do you need to improve on? Frequency, sleep, nutrition, exercise. Because if you drop that ball, what happens? Friends, social connectivity. We know that isolation kills. If you're not spending enough time with your social group, with a core group of friends, then at some stage you're going to lose that connectivity. And spirit. What are you doing? Spiritual wellness. What steps, what are you implementing into your lifestyle to improve that? So what I would like you to think about and take away from this brief podcast is changing your mindset, running your body like a small business, implementing strategies and plans in place so you can create more of a work-life blend rather than work-life balance. Understand that at some stage you're going to be out of control, but what are some habits that you can implement into your lifestyle that's going to improve that? What are some things that's going to add value to you as a person, both professionally? Because what I want you to start doing is start running your body like a small business, but wearing the same hats. There's probably too many people that you know in the workplace that are one person in the workplace and completely different outside of the workplace. You've got to be the same person. You've got to have the same values inside the workplace as you do outside of the workplace. And finally... One thing that I really want you to start doing and adding value is reverse role modeling. Reflect back to the stage when you were a kid, the structure you had in your life, 
the amount of fun and the amount of enjoyment you had in the life. The little things that you did that you didn't stress over. Right? If you haven't got kids, think about your niece, your nephews, your friends' kids, their health, their happiness, and the way they operate, and start getting some reverse role modeling in and implementing that. And finally, look at how you can improve by 5%, just 5%. Because I guarantee if you improve by 5%, it'll soon become 10%. That 10% will soon become 15%. 15% will then become 20%. And you'll certainly feel a hell of a lot happier and a hell of a lot happier. And it's those simple things that I mentioned earlier, those five questions you need to start doing on a daily basis. You, know, you need to start drinking your water. You need to start having your fruit and veg. You, ne- you need to implement meal frequency. You need to exercise more. And then you also need to take some actions in terms of that lifestyle by design. Again, you need to acknowledge reality, take, res- take control of the life you want to lead. You need to establish courageous trust, and that's really hard in this environment and with the different social media platforms. Just have faith that what you're doing is for you and for you first and foremost. You need to understand what brings you happiness, and then really pay attention. And then really pay attention to your dimensions of health. Because if you get this balance right, if you're happier and more balanced with your dimensions of health, then you're certainly well on the way of having a fantastic, balanced lifestyle. Again, thanks for listening, guys. Really appreciate it. Getting some great feedback and some really good reviews. Um, I'm jo- I'm enjoying doing these podcasts. There'll be more to come. I've got a couple of great guests coming up. But I really want you, with only a couple of months of the year left, to start thinking and dedicating more time for you first and foremost. Thanks again, and have a great day. Thank you for listening to another episode of the Health Bloke Podcast, talking all things wellness. If you haven't subscribed, please do. Leave a review or share, as we all know that the Health Bloke wants everyone to make health a habit.